everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts and I am your therapeutic coach. Thank you for your continual support, fam. Thank you for continuing to download and share the podcast. Don't stop sharing it. Thank you for checking out my website. I have gotten some responses on that also at www.imreneroberts.com. And if you're not following me on my social media platforms, please check me out at Facebook and Instagram at I am Renee Roberts. And I'm also on TikTok now at Coach RL. Are. And of course, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and forward progress for your life. So let's get our lives moving forward. Fam, fam, fam. Thank you for your boldness. Thank you for your transparency as it pertains to this subject matter of childhood sexual abuse. Quite a few of you have either shared or liked or even reached out to me concerning this topic and it has blessed my soul. It blesses my soul to be able to encounter people that are serious about their healing. I commend you and I encourage you to keep healing Keep healing. Keep pressing past the discomforts of change. Do not quit on your journey because you got this. So now in this episode, I am going to address the guilt and the shame that is most times associated with childhood sexual abuse. The the psychological dimension of mankind is so intriguing to me, guys. It has the ability to experience trauma and then internalize that same trauma as a personal fault in the attempt to calm and to settle the heart concerning that same trauma. I know I said a mouthful there, but if you listen to it again, you'll get it. And I say, I say to all of that, let's shake this up. All right, let's shake it up. Let's place the blame where it belongs and free ourselves of these false accusations. Now, first of all, sexual abuse is never, ever okay. And it is never, ever your fault. I don't care what you had on. I don't care what mental state you were in or even what position you put yourself in. The bottom line is that no person, not one person deserves to be violated. I don't care if you chose to walk around butt naked in the garden, on the porch, in the street. You do not deserve to be violated. So let's talk a little more about how the shame and guilt comes along with this blaming and it it uh, exacerbates the situation inside of us internally and emotionally. Now, shame can be extremely intense and it often treads on the heels of childhood sexual abuse. Actually, research shows that uh, shame is one of the most difficult challenges addressed in therapy treatments. So if you've ever been to therapy for, you know, your sexual uh, violation issues, uh, I'm sure they, they're saying that shame is one of the most difficult challenges that uh, the therapists have to deal with when addressing the, th- the therapy and treatment. And many of the survivors of these types of traumatic experiences, they internalize these feelings of shame, which evolves into feelings of worthlessness. So your feelings of worthlessness, it, you know, it may go deeper than just you feeling worthless. And, you know, this is so destructive to the to the, the individual's self-esteem, uh, to the individual's sense of belonging. 
which leads to a even an even more disempowering and dissatisfied life. This is why I'm placing such strong emphasis on the importance of recognizing the effects of shame so that we can get so that we can gain tools to conquer it. Now, guilt is something different, guys. It's different from shame. Guilt is the negative reaction we give when we've made a mistake that's connected to our behavior. Whereas shame is the negative judgment we make against ourselves when we make a mistake. All right. So let me say that again. Guilt is the is a negative reaction, whereas shame is a negative judgment. Negative reaction uh, we give and, uh, for guilt and a negative judgment we make against ourselves with shame. Guilt, likewise, negatively impacts your self-esteem and your belonging. It can literally stunt your emotional growth and keep you emotionally imprisoned, emotionally awkward, uh, emotionally handicapped. But you know what? You deserve to be free. You deserve to be whole emotionally, physically, mentally. So let's, let's, let's address this further so that you can leave this episode with some tools that's going to assist you uh, with the level of healing you need in your life. Now, first, what I want to do is identify some of the main feelings that are triggered by shame and guilt uh, or, or by the shame and guilt of childhood sexual abuse. All right. And I'm going to be throwing at you a lot of research, uh, in this because I believe it's so important to have some empirical backing when we're talking about such matters. This is not Renee's opinion. Uh, these are things, these are findings. These are findings that a lot of doctors and therapists, they stand behind. And this is how they're able to help treat individuals that have encountered such uh, traumatic experiences. Now, um, according to research conducted on survivors of childhood sexual abuse. So these, this research literally uh, focused on adults that survived sexual ch- childhood abuse. Um, these are some of the feelings that they experienced that were caused by shame and guilt. All right. So first, the, the, the feeling of blame towards themselves for the abuse. I don't know if anybody that has had a, has, that has encountered this type of abuse that you've blamed yourself for it. But as the title of this particular episode states, it is not your fault. All right. They experience feelings of humiliation um, at the acts of abuse and their inability to stop it. Hmm. Uh, They they experience feelings of a lack of self-worth and low self-esteem, which created a cycle of inferiority which eventually led to negative experiences that continue to enforce such feelings of shame and lack of self-worth. This is why we have to stop judging people. This is why we have to stop, you know, talking about people. You don't know what people are going through. You don't know what people have been through. It doesn't matter that it happened when they were five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. you know, and now they're 30, 31. It doesn't matter. It happened. And it traumatically impacted their life. It may have traumatically impacted your life, which impacts your self-worth, which impacts your self-esteem, which creates a cycle of inferiority. 
So let's be mindful and let's be kind to people because we just never know. Another feeling was a feeling of poor mental health. Um, research shows that shame can cause a person to just bottle up all of their pain and all of their suffering. And this leads to greater, dele- uh, greater degrees of psychological issues, mental issues, including PTSD. And most of us probably know that means post-traumatic stress disorder. Shame can also cause physical pain. Some people just internalize it to the point where their bodies are bothering them. Their heads are aching. You know, they're having stomach aches. They're having chest pains. Um, Some of them are associating sexual acts and sexual arousal with shame because of what they've experienced, which could mess up your intimate relationship, you know. You're trying to be intimate and can't be because you feel ashamed of even being aroused or you feel ashamed of of have of certain sexual acts. This is all a part of this abuse. Um, this 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 shame and guilt causes survivors to be concerned about how they are viewed by others. This makes them hide their abuse from their partners. And, and this doing that creates difficulties in in your vulnerable connections. This may also cause a person to believe that they deserve to be treated badly by others. You know, shame and guilt, there are, there are also significant factors that contribute towards your inability to come forward and disclose your abuse to others. And you, if you've seen some of the posts I've been putting up on my social media, we're talking about breaking the silence, breaking this cycle of silence, because research shows that two thirds of children never, ever disclose their abuse during childhood. And out of and, and out of that whole thing, only 25 percent disclose this as adults. Wow. And that's after an average of about 24 years from when the abuse first took place. So you're talking about two thirds of children do not disclose. That means only one third disclose it during childhood. And then the rest out of the out of those two thirds, only 25 percent of those disclose it as adults. And this is on average after about 24 years from the time that the abuse took place. Those are some startling and heart wrenching statistics. And it makes my my head hurt because you're talking about children. If you're like me, I have had children. And I told you in the last episode, you just you really don't even know. And you see, my child told us as an adult, it fell right into these statistics. This is why understanding shame and finding ways of healing that inner child that was hurt by this type of abuse is so important. It's it's an important step in preventing shame from taking over your life and your ability to move forward because shame and guilt will keep you stagnant. Shame and guilt will keep you imprisoned. I want you to give your inner child some permission to heal right now. Tell your inner child, I give you permission to heal. And if you have never, ever experienced sexual abuse, it's okay. You know, I I, I want you to use this episode to empower someone that has walked through this. And I'm going to give you some strategies right now that are going to help you that have been through it and you that have are, are just supports to it uh, so that we can begin the work. All right. And I only have about seven of them. So I'm going to make it I'm going to make it really quick for you. Uh, but I believe this is so important in our healing. So the first thing I want you to stop your inner critic. All right. Stop your inner critic. When your inner critic starts talking and starts telling you negative things, I want you to literally say stop. 
Say no. Stop. Kill it. I want you to start refocusing on the positives. Start remembering your daily goals, your daily focus. The key to it is staying focused. Stop allowing your inner critic to disrupt your focus. Stop overwhelming yourself with these questions that challenge your abilities to do and to be. You are able. You're well able. I don't care what happened to you. You are able. That did not define your ability. Stir up your self-compassion, stir up your self-esteem and start trusting your own judgment and seeing your perspective as valid and important. Stop that inner critic. You're not bad. It was not your fault. Stop. The second thing, use healthier motivation habits. The inner critic... The inner critic can be a motivator sometimes, but at the same time, it could be your worst enemy and it will bring your self-esteem to the, the lowest of lows. Start choosing healthier alternatives and start reminding yourself of the change you want to make and the goals you want to achieve. Start reminding yourself of the focus you want to keep and why you want to keep that focus. Let those become healthier motivations for you. I was just talking to a client about their motivation and their, they want improvement in their self-motivation. Self-motivation, which is intrinsic, it comes from within. And so we have to start choosing alternatives that are going to satisfy us internally, not so much externally, because what's inside eventually affects what's external. Third thing, I want you to take a 60-second self-appreciation break. Yes, I said it. If you spend just 60 seconds every day dealing and appreciating you, it revolutionizes your life. Stop for 60 seconds. Take a deep breath and start asking yourself, what are the things, what are the things that I can appreciate about myself? Start with one, then go to two, then go to three. Like appreciate yourself for 60 seconds. You know, if you got, if you have space to do it and not look so crazy, go ahead and, and give yourself a standing ovation and clap for yourself and say, hey, I appreciate me. Yeah. Fourth thing, look after yourself. Y'all know I'm big on self-care. When you do this, you raise and strengthen your self-esteem. Go have breakfast or brunch. Go take a walk. Go take a nice shower. That works sometimes. Please have some friends that you talk to. Talk to your friends. And I'm talking about just chatting. Look after you. Make sure you start every day off in a positive way so that you can set the tone for the rest of your day, which sets the tone for the rest of your week. Make sure you make time to tend to you. Fifth thing, try something new, fam. Try something new. When you try new things and you challenge yourself, you know what happens? Your opinion of yourself, it appreciates. It goes up. Try something new and watch how your inner person starts feeling greater about life and just greater about self. The sixth thing, spend some time with some positive and supportive people. Why don't you do this? Try it this way. Start limiting, limiting, sorry, <laughs> how much time you spend on social media. Oh, I'm sorry. Ouch. Ooh, 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 ooh. And avoid reading information that's going to affect your perspective on life in a negative way. 
Use some of that free time you have because you're going to, you know, pull back on social media a little bit. Use some of that free time you have to uh, spend it with some some live people like uplifting people and and start reading, reading sources that are going to lift you up, not bring you down. That's going to feed your soul. That's going to feed your intellect, intellect and bring you upwards. All right. So we just want to start spending uh, time with positive and supportive people doing positive and supportive things. All right. And the last one, remember why. That's so simple. Those two words, remember why. Remember that the most important reason you are doing this is because of blank. Fill it in. You know, in order to stay motivated and to make your self-esteem increase, you're going to have to make your emotional set an essential priority. Remind yourself that this is going to help you to live a healthier life and keep moving forward. And you know we are all about moving forward on Coach My World. Yeah? So I hope you got those seven things down. Let me just run them one more time. Stop your inner critic. Use healthier motivation habits. Take a 60-second self-appreciation break. Look after yourself. Try something new. Spend time with positive and supportive people doing positive and supportive things. And remember why. When we begin to do this, it begins to challenge the negativities that are bred by game, uh, guilt and shame. Not game and, and yeah, <laughs> by guilt and shame. You know, when guilt and shame comes on the scene from childhood sexual abuse, these seven things are going to help empower you to rise above it, to conquer it, and to keep moving forward. Woo! That was intense, right? I know. So let's just take a moment to breathe. I haven't done this in a while on the podcast. Let's just take a moment to do some deep breathing and and take all of this in. Let's let's do, let's see, let's do three deep breaths, all right? And I'm going to do them with you right here while we're recording because it was intense for me too, y'all. This is a lot. Like coming out of me, this is a lot. And so I can't even imagine for the people that have experienced it, the survivors of this this hideous crime sexual abuse as a child let's breathe come on let's take the first deep breath in and when you breathe in i want you to take the deepest breath in through your nose you're going to take air in let your belly expand so it doesn't matter like if you got to unbutton your pants go ahead and do that right now but give your belly room to expand because as you take that deep breath in you're going to fill up your belly and then when you let it go, you can either let it go out your mouth or you can let it go out your nose. But whatever you do, just take your time and let that breath out. All right. So that was the practice. All right. So here's the first one. Come on. Deep breath in. Breathe it out. Let's take another one in. Out. One last one, and we're going to go deeper with it. Take it in. Out. (sighs) Doesn't that feel good? My prayer is that what you've heard has provoked your healing to manifest or it 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 has provoked you to support someone who needs to heal in this area. 
These types of topics are seldom, if at all, easy. So I applaud you for your courage to listen and to expose your heart vulnerably to this possible uh, or the possibility of feeling pain or, uh, or uneasiness. You, my friend, you, the courageous one, you are the true warrior, the survivor. You are the true warrior. And I want you to know that I got your back. You don't want to miss next week's episode, y'all. I have a guest who is going to share a little of their childhood sexual abuse experience. And I want my guest to just freely share. I am I will have a few questions interview style, but I'm going to let the guest put it out there uh, so that you can see that this thing is real and how it has inf- affected and impacted their lives um, to the point of so many different um things, even suicide, even suicidal thoughts. So I'm going to let my guest share it. It's going to be powerful. You don't want to miss the next episode um, that will be coming out next Friday. You know, Coach My World is on the map. We are shaking some things up and we are going to continue to address unhealthy norms that have plagued our present and kept us from moving forward in a healthy way. I love you, fam. And until next time, I want you to lift your head up. And be the amazing person you are. Shame and guilt free. Have a great one fam.